What's up folks? Welcome back, my name's Justin Kana, and this is an experiment. I'm calling it an intermezzo. It's a little bite of an idea, something that I believe to be true and I wanna share here on the channel. Maybe it's a rant I went on in a podcast episode that I wanna elaborate a little bit more on. Maybe it's a myth that deserves to be busted. I know my gear videos are a reason why some of you are here. They're fun to watch and I'm just as big of a fan of getting new tools, but one of the biggest things that I want with this channel is to better the industry, so this is that. So for this intermezzo episode that I'm also publishing as a podcast, I wanna talk about food aversions. Now this is not to be confused with allergies, that's another intermezzo episode, but it's more of those instances where you get the ticket that's like, no onion, shallot, okay, or no langoustine, or allergic to pears, what the fuck? When I was a sous chef at Lisverket, part of my job was printing the menus every day for service, and the health department in Norway required that all menus be listed with all of the common allergies. There are eggs, milk, nuts, seeds, wheat, soy, fish, shellfish, and celery. We would absolutely get those special cases, people on very specific diets due to medical reasons or people not eating certain things due to religious reasons. But I wanna talk about those weird cases where you get the ticket and you're like, there's no way you're specifically allergic to cucumber. And that leads me to my hypothesis on this whole thing, the reason why I think guests say that they're allergic. Have you guys seen the new Italian job? the one with Marky Mark in it that came out a couple years ago. It's not really that new, but in it, there's this scene. Well, here, just... This dude got dogs. I don't do dogs. I had a real bad experience, man. What happened? I had a bad experience. Damn it. I'm deaf. <laughs> and that's what those allergies are. It's not a real allergy. It's just that sometime, some dinner, some Sunday brunch, some catered lunch at their office, they had a bad experience. Maybe it was a fish ceviche, the fish was bad, but for some reason, the, one of the prominent flavors in that ceviche was cucumber. And now every single time that that person smells or tastes or crunches down on a cucumber, it causes an aversion and they don't feel good about it. They don't want to eat it. Problem being, chefs get pissed off when they see tickets like that, when it's like no cucumber. Let's say you've got a dish where there's a little bit of diced cucumber in the sauce or you already pre-mixed a salad that has cucumber in it. And you're kind of like, eh, they won't really notice and you can't really technically be allergic to cucumber. Let's just send it out. Sometimes it's even just the aroma of something like a cucumber and a lot of foods have really memorable textures. And as a chef, you're gonna try to be sneaky and have someone put that in their mouth? you. You know you just became part of the problem why people say that they are allergic to things because it has to be serious enough for people to actually not serve them that thing. And I totally get it. Some chefs say it's not out of the realm of possibility to have 80% of the dining room with dietary restrictions. I think it's a lose-lose situation when they, you know, I don't like peppers and I don't like mushrooms, so I don't want them. We do all we can, but we feel like we're being cut off at the knees. We spent our entire life trying to craft an experience that really is the best representation of the restaurant. Let us drive. Maybe we can open your eyes. Maybe we can bring you back around. And people say, you know what? That was really amazing. You know, I would never order sea urchin off a menu, but you gave me sea urchin. I mean, that's what we that's what we strive for all the time. And if people say, I don't eat orange food, and I'm not making a joke. I, I don't eat anything that's white. You know, I only eat green food. 
It, it's almost like it's a game. It's like a parlor game. It's, sometimes it can be really bad. That's not a restriction. That is a dislike. And I absolutely get that idea. Just because you had a bad experience, there is definitely an opportunity for a chef to turn that ingredient around for you and make you like it again. But here's the reality. The chef that has the skills and the willingness to cater to these specific aversions is the one that those people that can afford to have those allergies and aversions are going to come visit time and time again. It's just smart business to say, yes, we would love to have you because all those other restaurants that don't accommodate allergies or aversions means that Karen with the pear allergy and Mark with the red onion allergy both can't go to those places. So by opening you and your restaurant up to those opportunities means that her and her six friends finally have a place to go for brunch. And by making a simple dessert without pears for her and a salsa without red onion for him, that by the way, you should be delegating to your cooks, you should empower them to make delicious alternatives for people. And doing that not only makes your staff more creative, more responsible, but it also just led to six times the business. Oh, cool, you can accommodate our friend Mark? Perfect, we'd like to book a table for six on Friday night. You're actually distancing yourself from the competition. If your philosophy behind food is to make people happy and you truly believe that, and someone is gonna come and tell you that by serving them a specific ingredient that it's not gonna make them happy, don't serve them that thing. That's just the truth. I just feel like sometimes people forget that we're in the service industry, we're in the hospitality business, and they let their ego get in the way too much. There's clearly more to be said here, specific cases, outliers, horror stories even, I've been there. But I wanted to start this conversation here and let you know my thoughts on these things, and we can absolutely continue the conversation down low in the comments. If you're listening to this as a podcast, hit me up on Twitter. Also, I'm really excited to start making more of these kind of shorter bite-sized episodes that aren't as long as a normal podcast or aren't associated with a specific news story. Maybe they will be. I'm not entirely sure. If you have suggestions for topics that you want me to cover or rant on, go ahead and leave those in the comments as well. I'd love to hear what you guys want to hear about. I hope you enjoyed this intermezzo. My name's Justin Kana. Have a good one. Peace.